Bismillahirrahmanirrahim people, how are we doing? Uh, as promised, I'm just on the way from uh, Oldham to Manchester now, we're for a quick dessert. But um, I'm with uh, Brother Azam, uh, who's a scientist. There he is. Uh, he's also an adventurer slash explorer, a bit like myself. <laughs> um, and uh, we're just going to talk about, well he's going to talk about uh, his journey to Machu Picchu in Peru. Um, so Machu Picchu is an ancient city that was ruled by the Inca civilization um, nearly five, six centuries ago. Uh, the city itself is in Peru, um, I think it's among the Andes Mountains. Um, and it's very high up in terms of altitude, more than 2,000 meters. Um, and actually, it's one of, it's kind of one of the ancient civilizations, wonders of the world. And there's so many um, beautiful things there. The actual city itself it is in between two fault lines, uh, surrounded by uh, amazing ruins and stuff like that. So uh, at that time, the people there were really creative and innovative because they developed a city without any actual tools metal tools so it was amazing feat so i'm just gonna pass you over now to brother azam and let's just find out how his journey was and um, the importance of traveling and visiting places and learning and expanding and broadening horizons so Salams Azam, how are you doing? Walaikum Asalaam everyone. Right, so we're driving, so just, you know, <laughs> look straight and talk, yeah? So, I mean, we've got people coming on. Salam Bilal, Nishad, Nav, how are you doing? So Azam, uh, could you just relay your journey to, um, um, to well, Machu Picchu? I'll, I'll start from the beginning. Uh, one of my kind of aspirations was to go and see Machu Picchu. I've always wanted to see it because you see it in the magazines and you think, you know what? I want to see that place, and for me, that was, you know, one of the one of my dreams, as they say. So I thought, you know what? I'll ask my friends, and most of them were like, "Oh, it's too far away, too dangerous." So I thought I'll do it on my own. Yeah, bit risky, I know, but I thought, you know what? Let's just get the bull by the horns and let's just fly out there. Um, a word of caution is: it is a long flight. It's in South America. It took me 20 hours to get there. Uh, it took me 20 hours to get there, uh, but um, you know, that, and that was with the shortest route I could find. Maybe you could find direct flights yourself that are shorter, but you know, that's something to be aware of. The second thing, I know Maj has mentioned that uh, the altitude is 2,000 meters, but where the plane lands in Cuzco, which is the nearest airport, uh, it's actually 3,000 meters, and you will feel um, altitude sickness. So my recommendation would be to fly there early just to get used to it or take some medication. Uh, you know, but for myself, I mean, I did suffer from altitude sickness and it's not a good feeling. I just want to welcome Ola, how you doing Ola? Uh, up, my man's from Birmingham, Atif, how you doing bro? Kasim, Jangir, hope you're all well. Okay bro, carry on. Uh, so, uh, my adventure was, uh, I booked a five day trek uh, to Machu Picchu, so the fifth day would be spent at Machu Picchu, but the four days leading up to there would be hiking in the mountains, in the jungle. Uh, on average, you're looking at about 20 kilometer walks, and that would involve carrying your own luggage, your backpack, your underwear, everything you need, uh, through the jungle, and then the final day, you get to stay at a hotel, and then you can see Machu Picchu. Um, 
it's it cost me just over a grand for everything, uh, and but that's because I booked it in advance, like way in advance. Was it worth it? Was it cost effective? Uh, I personally, I think so. It was because if you go to travel agents, you're looking to pay at least two thousand pounds in peak season, and I've, I think peak season starts from May till end of September. That's, they call that the dry season, um, so it's definitely well worth it, uh, price-wise. Uh, so, uh, let's get started. The first day, I uh, got picked up in the morning, 4 o'clock by bus. They took me to the nearest town in the mountains. I'm going to hike uphill for about so 10 kilometers to the nearest campsite. Uh, the problem there is, right, it's a steep incline. So you're going up as well as um, across the mountain ranges. And uh, I'll be honest with you, right, the first day was terrible. I mean, I, I suffered really badly uh, from altitude sickness. Uh, I got headaches in the back of my head here. Uh, I wasn't actually sick, but you couldn't physically breathe up there. It's, it's like you're taking a breath, but you're not actually getting any better. Like, when you feel like you've taken a good deep breath, that wasn't happening. So is that, is that because of the lack of oxygen? It is. Apparently they were saying that it's, there's 25% less oxygen uh, on, at that altitude. So my, obviously I'm, I'm physically fit myself. I can do hikes, runs, everything. But at that altitude, you know, nothing works, right? You either get medication or you just suffer. And I actually suffered. And that first day, right, I actually felt like crying because it was that bad. And I thought, you know what? I'm, I'm giving up. I can't do this no more. So after the first... After so you were about to give up right at the first hurdle? After, trust me, it was that bad, the first hurdle was enough, right? So, I managed to do the first day, right? With, like, blood, sweat and tears. Welcome to Manchester. <laughs> I, got to the, I got, to, got to the first campsite and I thought, you know what? I'll rest up and I'll see how I feel tomorrow. So, bearing in mind, right, we're still at something like 4,000 metres in like, above sea level. So, got up in the morning and... Uh, Obviously, the, the guides make you a, a coca tea, which is made out of cocaine leaves, which helps with the altitude sickness. It's not real cocaine, it's just like the natural version of it. So it's, it's pretty common in Peru. Had one of them, did nothing for me, right? Couldn't get anywhere. So the second day, I had to hire a horse. Without a horse, yeah, I would have just collapsed. I'll be honest with you. And that carried me three kilometers uphill to the summit. And... Uh, to be honest, right, at the summit, it is freezing cold, right? You need a jacket, you need a, a windproof jacket, you need, like, fleeces, socks, everything, because it's freezing, right? So I got to the top there, I was pretty chuffed, you know, that I'd made it, even though I'd used a horse, but then following that, it's a six-hour downhill climb, and even that was, was terrible. I can show you some pictures on my uh, Instagram and Facebook, right? My, so what's your Instagram? My Instagram is uh, Azum300 Sparta. Uh, I can spell it out. Can you spell it out? No, it's alright. Uh, so, yeah, uh, there's pictures on there of me on the second day, and if you just look at my face, right, you could tell that this guy's been through like all sorts. I was sweating, I was dirty, I've had to use the jungle as a toilet, and it was just terrible, right? And that was the worst point for me, right? Just want to welcome Azar and Zubair. How you doing, boys? Alright. So, second day, right? was like disaster right I was sitting there thinking you know what why am I even doing this so what happened then was right I spoke to one of the because uh, in my group here there's about four no about, sorry, about six uh, Brazilian people uh, one Australian three Chinese and myself the only person in Europe so um, I'll start talking to one of the Australian woman and she goes to me look here 
if all these pensioners are doing the same trick as you, why can't you do it? What's wrong with you? So and she's I, motivating you. So yeah? She, yeah, she kind of like helped me along and thought, you know, that's true. Though, why am I suffering here? And these are what. So I sort of pushed myself. I thought, you know what? Right, I'll, I'll just keep going. I'll keep trying. I'll keep trying. And then one of these Spanish women, right? Couldn't she couldn't speak English, and I can't speak Spanish, right? So sorry, not Spanish, Portuguese from Brazil. Uh, so I spoke to her, right, and in sign language, she gave me some tablets to take that might help with the sickness. Amazing. So basically, you were put into a situation where there was a language barrier, yeah. and you innovated in, in that moment. You used sign language to communicate with people. Yeah, basically, we were doing like like a five-day walk, and she was like, yeah, yeah, and she was like, you want medicine? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll take some medicine. I, I, to be honest, right, it was in Spanish, right, so I don't, or, or Portuguese, I don't know what it was, right? But I took some, right, and the following day, I felt okay, yeah, I thought, you know what, I can walk now, so I tried, I tried walking and amazingly, right, the third day, I just felt a lot better, so I carried on walking, carried on walking, up and down the hills and by the fourth day, right, I was back to my usual self, so either I got used to it or the medicine was working, I don't know which one it was, but it was a big relief, I'll tell you that much, because then on the fifth day, I got to see Machu Picchu. And how was the feeling when you actually were climbing up and you first saw the ancient city? Well, that was like, it's like the breaking point. You know, when you get to that peak, yeah, you can see across to the next mountain and you can see the little, um, they call little gardens where they used to grow the plants, but they're like little terraces. You can see them from, from the other mountain. Yeah, and, just, and, just, and, just um, interject there. Uh, the, the reason why they've got terraces is very important because the terraces are built from the bottom up and they help actually pin the mountain in place because of the fault lines and the threat of landslides the terraces soak in a lot of the rainwater and they help ooze it down incrementally so that's why the terraces were quite important some of them they were even growing um, vegetables and stuff on yeah, so yeah. it's very important that i think what, what they've said in the uh, tour guides is they, they, they would plant stuff there and that'd be their um, like farming uses on top of that mountain because obviously it's all sloped sloped mountains so they can't grow anything um, so anyway yeah so after four days of being in the jungle hiking and whatever else eating random fruits from the trees which by the way were quite nice uh, we got to the, uh, the village which was called uh, I think it's called Aguilas Calientes that's the village just before Machu Picchu so what they do is right, after a four day trek you can get to stay in this hotel and uh, you have a shower and everything else so you're fresh for the next day and then in the morning you get to walk up uh, another mountain which is Machu Picchu to get to the uh, ruins amazing so yeah basically I struggled for four days to see this place right so I thought I'm not gonna give up now I'm at the final day I'm, I'm gonna see this place now. can you can you just describe uh, to our viewers um, uh, how the actual ruins were what do they look like what were the they ruins, made out of it's like a, I mean, it's, it's, it's a massive city, right? it's like a, well like, not a city, it's more like a massive town but it, most of it's in ruins, there's no roofs. The walls itself, right, are, are made from, they're almost like pebbles with uh, mud in between and they're held together with that mud. Uh, and the problem is, at the moment, because of the heavy rainfalls, it's destroying the walls on both sides so they start falling apart. Whereas if they had roofs and stuff in place, they might have survived a bit longer but that's the nature of ruins, they just keep you know, keep getting worse. I mean, when I went there, there were people trying to repair them, but I don't think that place is going to last. So, if you can go there, I would visit that place now before it gets worse, because I can see the government putting in more 
restrictions as to what you can and can't do there or go there. And in terms of your group, out of all the people you could have met, yeah. which two guys did you meet and where were they from? Two people that I met, the, the Australian woman that I met, her name was Emma, uh, great help, she, uh, she motivated me all the way and she even said to me, look, if you ever want to come to Australia, I'd be happy to um, uh, help you, um, I'd be happy to, uh, sorry, I'd be happy to uh, invite you, around, you over yeah. to Australia and yeah. you stay there for a bit and to be honest, right, that's, that's like a great opportunity for me because one of my bucket lists was to go. So, Anyway, carry on. Yeah, so, and I know... Yeah, sorry about that, we just uh, carry on where we left off from. So, you said you met an Australian woman and she helped you out a lot. She yeah. inspired you. So, the key thing here is uh, to surround yourself with, not with negative, toxic people. You want to cut them out and keep them away from you. Surround yourself with people who are inspirational, motivational, and people that are going to assist you in helping you to get to the goals and get to where you want to be in life. So the key here is find those people that have achieved what you want to achieve and learn from them, i.e. mentors, coaches. So we're going to pick it right back up with Brother Azam. Um, he was just talking about the Australian woman that he met and now he's going to carry on from there, yeah? Uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, met this Australian woman and um, to be honest, she did help me a lot with like telling me, oh, keep going, keep going. Uh, also, the Spanish woman who was there as well, she helped me by giving me the medicines, even though we had the language barrier. And then, the thing is, right, whilst they were helping me struggle through the first two days, in the third and fourth days, the two um, Brazilian guys who were there with me, they started getting leg injuries and knee problems, and I was helping them in turn, like, you know, obviously giving them leg stretches, do and stuff like that. So I think when somebody helps you, you feel like helping them. So it's like a big... Like, like so, reciprocal. Yeah, yeah. Well, what we, the word we used was, look, we're a family now, right? So let's finish this trek together. So is it Helping in Spanish, other. familia? It is familia. I mean, if, you look at my, if you look at my Instagram, right, I've got a picture of the Frederick family, which is a, a name we coined up together, which uh, obviously you'll see all the members there. And who were them two guys that you met? Uh, they were both Brazilians. Uh, I don't know what, they were, what their occupation was, but they were there on holiday as well with their uh, girlfriends or wives. So I met some other two guys from. There was two people from uh, uh, Palestine that I met there as well. Uh, it was quite funny actually. They uh, heard my name and they thought I could speak Arabic, but uh, again I couldn't. So. Shwai uh, shwai. Yeah, shwai shwai. Yeah, exactly. So I, I knew a bit, but I, I didn't know. Aye, well. All right. Uh, any communication, but again, sign languages and a bit of English here and there, I managed to get through. So um, it just goes to show, right? Like me, I went on my holiday on my own. And I, I expected people to be English speaking there, but there wasn't, and I just got along with what so I had. So expect the unexpected. Exactly. So, and I've picked up a bit of Spanish, I've picked up a bit of Portuguese, uh, but obviously that's just part of the. So part that, of the so the idea is, generally in life, you come across hurdles and challenges, yeah. trials and tribulations, yeah. uh, which which we know is a part of our religion, and and the main thing is is to keep uh, persistent and yeah. consistent and overcome these trials and tribulations yeah. uh, and uh, do consistent action and... Yeah, well what I would say is, yeah, even if you've, like, for example me, right, if you've got a dream to go somewhere, right, just go and do it, right, because you don't know what's going to happen in a year's time, two years time, I mean, you never know, you might not be on this, like, on this earth, so 
take opportunities you can to go see places. Mashallah, too. wicked. Is, is there anywhere else that you're thinking about or? Well, my next step now is uh, I do want to see the seven wonders of the world. Uh, I've done one, so you know that, and I think that was the hardest one that I, I would get. So, well, and I'm going to try doing the other six. And have you got any final kind of, because uh, we've got to find this dessert place, so we're just going to lock you off right now. So, but we're just, uh, just going to ask you for um, any final inspirational final words about traveling and why it's important. First of all, never believe what the newspapers tell you. I flew through Colombia, which is supposedly the most dangerous place on the planet, right? And I and I got through their life, right? And people assume that the worst is going to happen to you, and it's not. Just go out there and enjoy it, right? Just nine, do it. Nine times out of ten, nothing's going to happen to you, and it's always the odd one in a million person who gets reported, and the worst has happened to him. So just don't listen to that. Just you know, go out there. Go, just go travelling. I'm telling you, because it's. It's amazing what you find out there. Even the people are so nice to you. And that is uh, Islamic duty as well to visit uh, places, for example, um, where like the pharaohs in Egypt, and actually learn from that. Not just as a tourist yeah. or a traveller, but learn about the uh, lessons and and okay. bro. Thanks for thanks for giving us uh, that short interview about Machu Picchu no and Peru. Um, if, if you guys want to add me or get any information about going there, just uh, what's your can you just remind us what your Instagram is? Please? Yeah, my Instagram is Azam three hundred Sparta S P A R T A. Uh, I'm also friends with you, uh, Maj. So if they want to add me, I'm sure I'll be on there somewhere. Uh, but yeah, any questions you want to ask me, um, just send me a message. All right, guys, Jazakallah. Watch out for the next one, Inshallah, soon. Yeah.